0: What's up everybody, Uh, Divine Knowledge here, uh, back with another one. Uh, Today I'm going to do a review episode. Uh, Today's review episode is none other than uh, BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman, it's basically a TV show, a TV series on Netflix that it's basically about this... uh, Because this Hollywood actor, you know, this this has been, you know, this actor that used to be popular, but now he's not so popular. He's not so well known to the public eye. He was known for the hit television show called Horsing Around, which uh, debuted in the 80s and 90s, but now he's all washed up. Alright, so... And now he's complaining about his life and, you know, reminiscing about the good old days of of his childhood. You know, know, things of that criteria. You know, Horsing Around, in case you haven't guessed it, just by the premise of the show, in case you've seen it, it's basically a parody of the Cosby show. Alright, it's plain and obvious. Alright, if you don't live under a rock... You would know that from the very jump. Now, I'm not going to give a summary of each episode. You know, because there's 77 episodes in total. So I don't think that's really necessary. So if anything, I'm going to give out, you know, a character breakdown. Of the main cast, the main lead, if you may. You know. So I'm going to give out. You know, a an analysis of each character, and what we can learn from their mistakes, and analyze their archetype, and so forth. Uh, the first character that we have in our list is none other than Bojack Horseman. He is, of course, the main lead. He is, of course, the main character. Uh, uh, Bojack Horseman. Like I said before, he basically has problems. I mean, who doesn't, right? We all do. But his problems are psychological. His problems boils down to his uh, mental health, if you may. He's a, you know, an alcoholic. And he's also a smoker. And he's always going hard on himself, if you may. But the reason why is because he has a very tough childhood. He has a very tough childhood, people. Uh, his dad wasn't around. His dad was known for working and not really bonding with him. Uh, he was really a mama's boy. And uh, his, mo- his mother... Uh, what was her name? Beatrice. Beatrice Horseman. You know. Uh, you know, his mother... She would always go hard on him. She would always like throw verbal jabs and whatnot and always be somewhat verbally abusive to Jack Horseman when he was a kid. And that's why he behaves. That's why he behaves the way he does. Now that he's all grown up and now that he has a job and he has his own place and whatnot, but mentally speaking, when it comes to his mental health, he's nowhere near okay. You know, it's all thanks to his mother. His mother is the reason why he carries himself the way he does. Uh, next, we have Princess Carolyn. Uh, Princess Carolyn, she is the cat. And she she plays as the cat. And she's uh, a publicist. She's a publicist for BoJack Horseman. And she's always calling BoJack Horseman and telling him, oh, you know what your deal is, you know what your problem is, you know, you're lazy, you're not working hard enough, you're not trying hard enough, you're not giving it your all like you did when you were in your prime, Uh, yada, 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 you know, and Princess Carolyn, she used to date BoJack Horseman, so they used to be a couple, but now that's, that's his ex. And you know he talks to he talks to her from time to time, but but you know they're not very close to each other, if you may. You know they're just good friends. You know they're just good friends to each other, but there are times where they argue here and there. But deep down inside, they just want to. You know, Princess Carolyn just wants to look out for BoJack. You know, she just wants you know, what's best for him, simply put. Next, we have Diane Nguyen. Diane Nguyen is the Asian girl. Uh, This Asian girl, she's basically like a ghostwriter. She's very monotonous. She's very deadpan. She's very laconic. You know, a woman of few words. She doesn't really say that much. You know, but at, at the end of the day, She just wants to be friends with BoJack Horseman. Like she just wants to. As a matter of fact she she wants to write a memoir. I'm not sure if she ever finished that memoir. You know I'm not sure. Actually I think she did. There was an episode where she writes a book about BoJack Horseman's life. And she she goes a little bit into too detail. Of his uh, personal life. And it bothers him. You know, but Diane Wynne is basically a ghostwriter. Her job is to write all these, you know, anecdotes, all these uh, articles about these celebrities' lives, their personal life, yada, 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 you know, all that jazz. You know, but she wants to know why BoJack behaves the way he does. She wants to know why BoJack is a grumpy, arrogant, self-loathing you know, type of man if you may. Yeah, so she just wants to you know she she wants Bojack to get personal with him if you if you may, you know, to get personal and she spill the beans to him and so forth. You know, but Bojack, you know, the sensitive man that he is, and the fact that he takes a lot of things personal, you know, he refrains he, he tries his very best to dodge away from those questions. He tries his very you know he tries his very best to avoid them, to avoid personal personal questions that correlates with his childhood, you know his personal life, etc., etc. Because he doesn't want to give out the cold hard truth that he's not okay, you know that he's mentally ill, that he's not right in the head you know and so forth you know so uh the next guy the next character on in our list is uh Todd Chavez Todd Sh- Chavez he's the you know this guy is a deathbeat he's a deathbeat he's pretty quirky pretty eccentric but well-rounded, you know, well-rounded, but goofy, you know, and he doesn't really do that much, like I said, uh, Todd Chavez, he's basically like a roommate to BoJack Horseman, and he basically lives with BoJack Horseman, because his, his parents kicked him out, and the reason why his parents kicked him out is because he's like a pothead. You know, know, he's that type of guy. We all know that guy, right? To all my listeners worldwide, we all know that guy. Where, you know, we, we all have that person in our family, like a relative or a friend in our circle that's known for smoking weed. You know, they just play video games all day. They watch their life go by. They ain't doing shit with their life. It's like a 365 days a year type of thing. And they're just wasting it. They're just wasting their life away. They ain't doing jack fucking shit. You know, I mean, just being a freeloader, a couch potato. You know, that's Todd Chavez. That's that's him in a nutshell. BoJack never kicks him out of the house because BoJack has the exact same aura, the exact same character traits, just like Todd Chavez. So they're one in the same. They're two peas and one pod. You know, they they blend in perfectly. That's why they're friends. You know, birds of a feather flock together. After all, right? You know, moving on. Uh, our next character is Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. He's basically. Uh, this is my favorite character. You know, before I go any further. My favorite character. Okay, and this guy right here, he's always happy. He's always happy. He has like this carefree attitude. He has like this uh, merry-go-round, merful, euphoric, always happy, I'm walking on sunshine type of attitude. You know, he's just always happy. I don't know what he's on. I don't know what he's on, he's probably high, he's high on life, you know, but he loves his life, he loves his life, he's always smiling, he's always, you know, he's just always in in a good, cheerful mood, like he's never grumpy, he's never grumpy, he's always happy, and it's like, mm, you know, like he's on something, whatever it may be. You know, but Mr. Peanut butter he's basically a golden retriever, Uh, a yellow golden retriever who's good friends with BoJack, but BoJack hates him. You know, he's almost like the Ned Flanders, the Ned Flanders of of this uh, TV show, the Ned Flanders of this whole entire TV series, you know, because he, you you know, both of these men are are Samaritan-like, they're good people. Law-abiding people, very respectful, you know, happy camper, goody-goody, you know. So, Bojack is the exact opposite. He's grumpy, he's nihilistic, he's cynical, he's pessimistic, he's mad at the world, etc., etc., you know. So, they do have a friendship with each other, but at the same time, Bojack can't stand him. You know, Bojack finds him annoying. You know, Bojack looks at Mr. Peanut Butter as a nuisance because he technically is. You know, and he's known for dating Diane when, you know, and their relationship, it, it gets, you know, uh, Ari here and there. You know, there are times where, where they argue and they do have conflict and you know, all sorts of personal, you know, troubles and whatnot just like any other couple. But, you know, that's nothing new. You know, so next next character is uh, Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn was a child actress for the Horsing Around TV show. And she was very well acquainted with none other than BoJack. And Sarah Lynn... You know, she's just like your very cliche, typical child actress. Your very typical child actor. You know, uh, you know, structure, where, you, you you know what I mean? Like Macaulay Culkin. You know that that man went to, excuse me, that man went to playing the role of that kid from Home Alone. He played as that kid from Home Alone, and then he grew up, and then he started doing drugs and then and now he looks like shit, you know what I mean, like his his beard is all scruffy, he just looks homeless, you know, same thing applies to Sarah Lynn she loved her life when she was a kid, you know the the you know the best days of her life, her prime days, if you may, was when she was a child, you know she loved her career, she loved her job, you know, but as she got older. Once again, it's very cliche of where this story is taking place. As she got older, she started abusing drugs. She started doing all sorts of drugs and just toying with them and, you know, just experimenting with them. And you get my point. You know, so she got hooked on drugs and she got hooked on pills. She started popping pills. You know, all that jazz. And she's good friends with BoJack. Like, really good friends with Bojack. You know, she looks at Bojack almost like a father figure. And, uh, you know, long story short, Sarah Lynn, she dies. She dies from overdosing. She dies from, uh, op- op- opioid abuse. You know, opioids. You know, she dies from opioids. You know, like, you know, pills, Percocet, Xanax, you know things of that criteria, you know, and it's pretty sad, it's a very sad episode, you know, spoiler alert, you know, it's a very sad episode, but that's life, and I think that's the whole entire premise of this TV show, you know, the creator, the writers of of this TV show, they're trying to be as very blunt, as very poignant as they can be, you know, just giving you the cold hard realities of life. And just showing the human condition of each character, knowing that everybody has flaws, everybody has a battle that they're battling against, you know, you don't know what people are going through, yada, 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 you know, don't judge a bug by its cover, you know, it's, it's that type of talk, it's that type of message, etc., etc. You know, each character within this very TV show has a set of flaws that will be pointed out as the episodes progress the next character is Pinky Penguin very neurotic he owns like a book publishing company He yeah he's a he's a mogul for this book book this book publishing company and his job is to uh, you know to publish these books right these books that that he has to Distribute to libraries on the shelves, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But unfortunately, he can't get any good, you know, authors. Like, there's hardly any authors, hardly any writers within his proximity or anybody that he knows that's one hell of a writer, you know, be it a novelist or what have you, to the extent where they could pitch these ideas to pinky penguin and he could publish them he could give them like a publishing deal like a booking deal you know so so these writers could make a career out of you know writing books and pinky penguin will make a shitload of profit out of said books but that never happens that never happens as a matter of fact his company is going down to shambles his company is on the brink of oblivion his company is on the brinks of going out of business and so forth. You know, so he's very neurotic, he's very paranoid, very worried, he's very concerned about the future of his company. You know, he's that type of guy. We all know that guy. Be it if it's our manager, our coworker, a close friend, we all know that guy, that that guy who's always like, you know, panicking. You know, he's always having anxiety attacks. And that's Pinky Penguin in a nutshell. You know, like, he's never happy. He's never in good spirits. He's always worried. You know, he's always worrying about money. He has money issues. You know, he's basically bankrupt. You know, uh... The next guy... The next character on, on our list... See, the characters that I'm looking at, they're secondary characters. I was going to describe their archetype, but I don't see the point of it. You know, because they're not that important. Uh, But this one is Herb Kassass. Herb Kassass, this guy, this guy right here, he was like uh, the creator. The creator of horsing around. And he's a really, really good friend of BoJack. Really, really good friend of him. And he believed in him. He believed in him. He had faith in him. He personally felt like, oh, BoJack is the next superstar to be in the Hollywood scene. And, you know, to be the next big star. You know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that type of, you know, pep talk. You know, but other than that, he's almost like a father figure. He's almost like a father figure to BoJack. He's just always giving him, like, faith. He's always giving him wisdom. He's always, like, you you know, giving him the type of talks that boils down to, like, you got this, buddy. You know, like, you, you know, be optimistic. You know, look at the brighter side of things. You know, the grass is greener on the other side, type of mindset, you know, so that's Herb Cassass. and Herb Kassass, he lives in Malibu, he has, like, this big-ass mansion, and he phones Bojack, he's like, hey, it's your old buddy from horsing Around, you know, chime into my place, and, you know, Bojack drives to that place, and he knocks at his door, and Herb Cassass, he looks terminally ill, like you could tell the minute he opens the door because he, you know, he has like this little hospital type of uniform, you know, like, a, like, a, you know, like a patient, you, you get what I mean? Like a patient uniform that people wear when, when they go to the ICU, that's, that's what I meant, you know? And he's terminally ill and he's coughing like very frequently and it's like, hey, You know, I'm glad to see you. Long time no see, you know, yada, yada, yada. And long story short, he basically tells Bojack that uh, he has cancer. He has cancer and he doesn't have a lot of months left to live. That his time is very near and that he's about to kick the bucket. You know, that type of talk. And Bojack is disheartened. He's disheartened. He's appalled. He's flabbergasted. He's maid he's shocked he's like oh man i don't want you to fucking die you know you had faith in me from the very jump you had faith in me when i was doing stand-up when i was doing stand-up and and giving out all these corny ass jokes you know people were laughing at me here and there but herb cassettes you know he personally felt that bojack was like a diamond in the rough you know it's the perfect way to describe it a diamond in the rough you know, so he always had faith in him. He always had faith in BoJack when nobody had faith in him. And, you know, Herb Cassatt was the, you know, he's that guy in your social circle that screams, you can count on me. You know, we all have that guy in our in our circle of what we call friends. You know, you can count on me. You know, like, give me a call, you know, like... You know, you're going through marital troubles or, you know, you're going through a faux pas, some type of blunder, you know, give me a call. You know, he's that type of guy, you know, so he's very, you know, he's very helpful. He's very helpful. He's a wise man. He's always giving out wisdom. You know, that's that's his archetype. You know, next character in our list is uh, Beatrice Horseman. Beatrice Horseman is basically the mother. She is the mother of uh, Bojack. And like I said before, she's a smoker. She's always smoking these cigarettes. Uh always being grumpy, always saying something negative out of that mouth of hers. You know, just you know, mad at the world. You know, I mean mad at the world, mad at her husband. You know, she hates her life. You could tell because she's a heavy drinker. Like I said before, a smoker. Like, she just doesn't give two fucks about anything. You know, and she's beyond crazy. You know, she's crazy as hell. But the reason why she's crazy is because there's an episode. It's the episode where... uh, there's a character in that episode. He's like a mosquito, and it's basically a neighbor of BoJack. You know, basically. Okay, so in the episode, BoJack goes back to his childhood, his childhood home. You know, he goes back to Michigan, and you know, he basically, he basically trespasses that property. It's abandoned, by the way, so nobody lives there. It's all dirty. It's all scruffy. You know, it's all raggedy. You know, you know, cobwebs. You, you know, type of house. You 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 get what I mean? It's an abandoned house, and it's and, and and Bojack breaks through that house, and he basically fucking lives there. Like he basically lives there, and he just he just stays cooped up in that house. Like if he's on house arrest, and he's basically reminiscing about. You know, the days of his childhood. No, not the days of his childhood. Pardon me. The days of his mother's childhood. So this is an episode where we get a sneak, pe- uh, right, a sneak peek of of his mother's childhood, and we start to examine. We start to see why his mother is so grumpy, why she's so negative and apathetic and just mad at the world. And it turns out she's mad at the world and just mad at everybody, right? You know, the reason why she's so evil, you know, to put it more simply, is because, uh, you know, her dad was known for abusing his, you know, her mother. You know, so her mother got abused by her father, to the extent where she would get you know verbally abused and you know punched you know being slapped around you know domestic violence you know to boil it all down and I'm thinking to myself like damn i this is this is dark you know this episode is extremely morbid i mean just downright dark you know but once again the writers of the TV show—they're trying to give you the cold, hard realities of each character's psyche, of why they behave the way they do, and why—you you, know—why their psyche is the way they—the way it is. You feel me? You know, like everybody is somewhat crazy in the head, you know, somewhat fucked in the head, if you may, due to, well. You know, in Beatrice Horseman's case, due to because of her childhood, right? Due to because of her uh, upbringing, if you may. And that's what the episode is pointing out in a nutshell. The saddest part of the episode is uh, Beatrice Horseman's mother. I forgot her name. All right. So pardon me. I ain't fucking perfect. You know, I forget people's names. But I, I I do remember the episode very vividly, but I don't remember her name, and it really doesn't matter. You know, Beatrice Horseman's mother, the the main highlights of that episode, right? She gets a lobotomy. you know, so if you don't know what that is, it's basically like brain surgery to the extent where it fucks up your brain and you can't think correctly. And you can't speak correctly. You start having like slurred speech. And you're somewhat retarded. Compared to others. You know. And. We know that from the very jump. Because. Her mother is a very talented singer. She can sing pretty well. And as she's playing the piano. You know. She turns around. And she has like. This ginormous form of stitches hanging around her forehead like these huge form of stitches on her forehead people and, and she can't talk correctly she can't she can't think correctly like she just went out of touch with reality ever since then and it's very heartbreaking because Beatrice Horseman remember she was a very young gal when this episode uh you know when this episode aired right when this when this episode occurred you know she was a very young girl and to witness this horror you know to witness this tragedy to witness this traumatic experience it just goes to show us of why you know she behaves the way she does you know and it's all thanks to her dad her dad is a piece of shit her dad is very abusive towards her mom and it's 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 a sad case of reality, folks. I mean, once again, you know, that's life. And here, here I was thinking that BoJack Horseman, right? This this TV show overall. I was thinking to myself that this TV show was going to be, yeah, I don't know, something like The Simpsons, something like Family Guy, like a like a series of gags here and there, if you may. But it's very fucking dark it's extremely morbid it's extremely uh, how can I say this just like you, you know it, it gives you like a slice of life you know and what I mean by that it, it just teaches you the, the cold harsh realities of life you know but at the same time it's very uh, introspective it's very introspective not on every character's story right not not in every character's life like not not each episode focuses on each character's personal life their childhood their past history etc etc to the extent where we know why they behave the way they do no but nonetheless we you know this this TV show it does everything in its will to penetrate the barriers of, of, of what we call a sitcom right because this is a sitcom this this is situational comedy but at the same time it's very dramatic it's very dramatic okay so it's drama mixed with a parsley of you you know of the elements of sitcom if you may that the simpsons seinfeld and all these other tv shows have in common all plastered into one if you may you know so, it, it's it's a very well-executed TV show. Uh, I could see what Raphael bob Waxberg is trying to do with this TV show. Uh, I personally feel that it's very, very well-executed. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, even though it can be introspective, even though it could be, you know, quite personal, you know, to describe it more simply, you know, not only... Is it, you know, those elements? But it's also, uh, you know, it's also poking fun at, you know, the, the, the glory, right? The glory, the glamorous lifestyle of a celebrity. You know, it's poking fun at celebritism. It's poking fun at what we call famous people. You know, and it seems to me that the writers of the TV show... They're just reminding us that celebrities are human. You know, celebrities are human, just like all of us. They're not from another planet, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even though some people look at them like if they're out of this world, but that is not the case. They are human, just like us. You know, they too have vulnerabilities, you know, just like you do. So... It seems to me that Raphael Bob Waksberg and the writers of the TV show—they're just teaching uh, their viewers to be more empathetic, you know, to have more empathy towards famous people because they too go through personal traumatic experiences just as much as you, and so forth. You know, so this has been a character breakthrough, a character. Analysis by none other than Divine Knowledge, which is none other than me, and none other than a review being given by none other than me, known as Divine Knowledge. You know, so far there's 77 episodes in total. Okay, that's not a lot of episodes compared to The Simpsons. The Simpsons is like fucking 700 episodes. And counting. That's way too fucking many. Way too fucking many. You know, you've seen one, you've seen them all. You know, it's like Call of Duty. You've played that video game before. Guess what? You've played one fucking Call of Duty video game, you've played them all. Okay? (sighs) Boy, this has been a lot of fucking yapping. A lot of yakety yak. You know? And it's, uh... It's quite surprising that I haven't run out of breath. Now, before you ask me, like, what's my favorite episode? My favorite episode. My favorite episode has to be. Has to be free chubro. Free chubro is, free chubro is a lengthy. It gives out a very lengthy monologue. So basically Bojack he steps up to the podium and he spills his guts out about how he truly 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 feels about his senile you know uh mother you know who unfortunately passed away and she basically died from old age you know and uh this it, she be ba- okay so basically Bojack Bojack delivers a eulogy, alright? And like I said before, he spills his guts out, yada yada yada, but it's a very lengthy form of dialogue, it is, a, you know what I mean? Like, the whole entire episode is just him, like, just, you know, getting everything out of his chest of how he feels about his mother, and how deep down inside he really doesn't like her because she's verbally abusive towards him, you know... Etc. etc. But the funniest part of the episode, spoiler alert. the funniest part is when uh you know Bojack opens the casket and he realizes that it's not his mother. He realizes that that he attended the, the wrong funeral parlor. <laughs> That's funny. Come on, laugh. You people gotta laugh. I'm telling you, tough crowd. You know, he delivers the wrong fucking eulogy at the wrong funeral, at the wrong building. It's like, oh, this isn't funeral A, A, B. You know, like, that's the very last line of the episode. Now, that's hilarious. You know, that's how you execute an episode. That's how you execute a monologue of a broken-down man who's always wallowing in self-pity, you know, due to his personal trouble, you know, his personal troubles of his personal, you know, life, you know, of his upbringing, you know, when he was growing up, when he was a kid and so forth, you know, this was a well-executed episode, you know, 10 out of 10, I would argue, you know, it's just downright perfect, you know. Uh, my overall rating for this TV show, I'll give it a strong 7. A strong 7 out of 10. Uh, Due to the fact because it's not that funny. It's not that funny as I thought it was going to be. It's just, you know, it's like... Uh, it's introspective, like I said before. You know, it's, it's parallel to Kendrick Lamar he just recently released uh Mr. Morale and the Black St- and, and the little steppers you know correct me if i'm wrong you know but i'm getting old and my memory my memory can be a little bit rusty here and there you know it's it's called Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers that's what it's called This album was very underwhelming. A total fucking letdown from head to toe. Nowhere near that good as I thought it was going to be. You know, and if anything, you know, Kendrick Lamar, he spills his guts out and he's very personal about his life and, you know, about his upbringing, just like BoJack, throughout the whole entire TV series and so forth. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I didn't expect that to happen. I was hoping Kendrick Lamar would go off. I was hoping Kendrick Lamar would, you know, would just lash out in anger or just be more hyper and be more sporadic like he was on the song called DNA on the studio album known as Damn. But that wasn't the case. Same thing applies to BoJack Horseman, it had a very strong pilot, it had a very strong introduction to the extent where it was worth looking into. But as the episodes progress and as the seasons progress, it gets more and more personal. It gets more and more poignant. And it's like, damn, like it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. You know, so there are times within this TV show where you might cry like a baby if you're very sensitive and you might feel sorry for BoJack. You might pity him. You might have sympathy over this man, or you may not, you know, because you don't give two fucks about his troubles and his misfortunes and so forth, because, you know, that's just who you are as a person, you know. Time will tell of what your final verdict of, of what this TV show will be. Time will tell of how you will look at each character, but overall, this is a pretty good fucking TV show. It's pretty good. It's not the best. It's not as good as Game of Thrones. It's not as good as Breaking Bad. It's not as good as The Simpsons. But it's it's a good TV show. And once again, it had a very strong introduction. But it seems to me that the writers they just went aloof. They didn't have a single clue of what to do, as the seasons as the seasons progressed. Like they just, you know, they were in the limbo. Uh, To put it more simply, they just ran out of ideas. You know, each plot point just led to a cul-de-sac, you know, to the extent where there wasn't a formula within each episode. There wasn't a, a point A to point B type of destination, but a point A excluding the B part and heading to the point C, you know. The Simpsons has three acts, act one, act two, act three, BoJack, Horseman, you know, each episode is just about drama, you know, once again, personal troubles, vulnerabilities, and then it's somewhere in the mid part of each episode, that's where we have situational comedy, that's where we have a faux pas, that's where we have a problem, and then at the very end thing, one of the characters, they find a solution to get themselves out of that problem. You know, but overall, you know, there's not much to say. Seems to me that I'm being repetitive, you know, so let me end this episode by saying go watch this TV show on Netflix and tell me what you guys think. Bye-bye.